Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of an interesting topic, and um, it's just a one-off, but it's, I think it's an important one. It's a very good one. I don't know how many guys over here ever got a phone call uh, regarding a shidduch. Natanel, you ever got a phone call regarding a shidduch? You must have done, right? No? Really? Not yet. It's coming your way soon, don't you worry. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will, in the near future, get a phone call. Now, it's a very interesting phone call. When you get a phone call about a shidduch, it poses a lot of situational questions that we have to answer today. Because I really want to prepare you guys. Because the worst thing you can do when you get a phone call for a shidduch is like, Oh my gosh, um, I'm not prepared. Uh, could you call me back? Right? That that's kind of like puts off these red alarms. Like, aha, there's obviously something I'm missing in this conversation. So it's very, very important that number one, you don't completely throw off the shidduch. And number two, you're not over on kama v'kama v'kama isuri da'oraisas of Shemir Saloshan. Happens to be this week's parsha. This week's parsha coming up is in Chutzlaretz, Parshas Baloischa. At the end of Parshas Baloischa, we've got the Sugya of Miriam, with the Sugya of Lashon Hora. So, I figured, you know, we've got to mention something about it, so we'll put it into the context of Shiduchim, because that makes everyone get all excited when you discuss Shiduchim. You just get to say Lashon Hora, like, oh, one of those. Oh, but Shiduchim, okay, let's go, let's hear it, right? That's how it is. Right, at least for guys, girls are not enjoying it, whenever. So, basically... When it comes to answering questions, there are many, many things you have to understand, okay? First of all, it's almost impossible for me to give you, like, a quick guide to all of Hilcha Shmir Saloshan in one thing, Lagabe Shaduchim. It's almost like the guide to, you know, to a neurosurgery for a paramedic. It's, it's, it's impossible. You cannot put together all the halachas, of which all of them are Nagaya to us, on a daily basis, every single one of them. And, uh, you know, apply them to when it comes to Shidduchim. But, you know, just to give you a little bit of a, an idea of what it involves, you know, when it comes to answering questions and what could be involved. I'll tell you an interesting question. I mean, I get phone calls all the time for Shidduchim. And one thing I always tell the guys, I don't know if I have told you this already, but if not, I'm telling it to you now. So listen carefully. I will shine my apples, but I won't spray them red. Okay? You understand what that means? And as we'll, we'll, we'll make the best opportunity, we'll give the best information, but we're not going like, to change anything. So what, whatever you are, is what I'm going to be saying. Okay? So it's almost like what you want to be written on the tombstone. Right? Whatever you want, you have to think about these things. And it's a little bit depressing, but too bad. You've got to think about these things. What do you want them to write on the tombstone? He was such a Gavaldic a year, he did so much chesed, he learned so much Torah, he cared about people, he loved people. How are they going to write that? Only if you do all that, if you act a life of that, then don't write that on the tombstone. However depressing that is. So it's the same thing with Shidduchim. If you want the rabbi to answer good questions when a potential Shidduch comes up, you kind of have to be that person. You know, all these guys, Rabbi, I want the best Shidduch. I want the girl, mom is the top girl, the best girl. This, she's done unbelievable. Yeah, well, you've got to be, you know, the opposite to that. You've got to be someone that, you know, I remember getting a phone call once. For someone with a, listen to this question, it's unbelievable, it's such an interesting question. So, this guy, this woman calls out like this, she says, I have a niece in Shidduchim, and uh, when she was in school, she left the school, and she went to a different school. Now, the Manahelet, the principal, was very, very upset with her for leaving her school in the middle of the year, and moving on to a different school, it was really, really bad. Now, this girl has started Shidduchim, and they want to know if they can give the Manahelet, the principal as a reference information for the Shidduch. 
but she still has a connection to the girl, they want to know whether or not they can give her information, right, or put it on the resume, they put it down, you know, resume, you've got all the names over there, of who you call, who you don't call, and you carefully pick those ones, because you know who's going to say good information, obviously, right, but anyone who does good information is going to pick the other ones, not the ones you have on the resume. But anyway, so this girl was starting Shidduchim, and they wanted to know if they could put on the principal, because, you know, after all, she's a prestigious woman, so therefore, if they put her name on, so everyone's going to, oh, well, let's hear from her what she has to say. The only problem is, she was very, very upset at the time when she left, and they're not, you know, they were worried. Is she going to give bad information? So here's the question, listen to this. They want to know, is can the girl, the girl who called me, who's the uh, the aunt, I guess, of the girl in Shidduchim, can she call them in a headache? Can she call the principal? pretend to be someone that's looking for information of the girl, ask information, see if the principal gives good information, if she gives good information, great, we'll use her for a shidduch. If not, then we're not going to take off the resume and no one will ask her. The question, are you allowed to do that? Right? Are you allowed to do that? It, there's some serious, serious questions over here. Right? Let's say, for example, someone calls you up about your roommate. Right? Because they know that you were his roommate. So they said, oh, you were Shloimi's roommate. Ooh, could you give us some information about Shloimi? And there you are, finally, I can get him back for all those days. He left all the washing all over the floor, and, you know, left the window open at night, and, ah! Well, you guys are thinking, when you get back to Yeshiva, I'm going to be the best roommate going. Ah! As I've told you many times from my mashkiach of Neuch Olowik Shlita, your bad roommate, schooler for a good marriage. But anyway, so what happens if you, you know, you know some really bad things about this guy. You know this guy's messing around, he's doing this, that and the other. If you would say that, they'll be like, thank you very much, end of shidduch. Now, I don't know if you have the right to do that. Maybe they do need to know, maybe they don't need to know. You know, there's a lot of situations. I remember once having to make a very, very painful phone call. I had to make a phone call to the Rav of a certain community in Chutzlaret, who was the Rav of a girl, meaning the girl's family, and I knew there was a certain boy, I never taught the boy, but I happened to know first-hand information without any shyly whatsoever, and I fulfilled all the tenoim of the Chovetz Chaim, and I knew it first-hand, and I wasn't doing it with any personal interest, and I didn't exaggerate, and I, whatever, all the seven conditions that I'm sure all of us are familiar, whenever we talk and open our mouths on a regular basis. So I had to make up the phone call, and I had to tell him that uh, you're, there's a girl in your community, or, or, for, you know, for one of the families you have in your, in your shul, and she's going out very, very seriously, and she's probably about to get engaged, within the next couple of days please stop the shidduch and he's like why? I said you know I gave certain information which I knew absolutely first hand without exaggerating whatsoever and he said whoa okay so I said listen you, you know you don't have to believe you do whatever you want you could do research you can whatever you find out whatever you want but at the end of the day that is the situation I know it first hand you deal with it the way you did and I found out afterwards a few days later they broke up the shidduch I think both of them are now married, actually, which is quite nice. Um, not to each other, which never would have worked, but at least, you know, at least they got married. So we have to ask ourselves these questions. You know, you're going to get, someone's going to ask you information. It's just a mitzias. I know this because, you know, all the boys who are in Shadokham send me their resumes. And I see on the resumes, you know, they've got my name and another rabbi, another rabbi, and their old rabbi, and their old Rosh Hashiva, and this one, and the other one. And then they've got a couple of guys in Yeshiva. So there's no question, this question is going to come up. How are you going to deal with it to make sure, A, you don't ruin a Shadokh, which is unnecessary, and B, you're not going to be over on 25 doraises every single time you speak and say something that shouldn't be good. So I think, you know, it would be safe to say that when you answer a shidduch call, you need the chokhmah of Shloy Mahamelech and you need 
the halachic expert of Ramosha Feinstein. Otherwise, there's no way of basically dealing with it, right? It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. A person, if he doesn't know the halachas, and again, this applies, everything I'm saying now, by the way, applies on a regular daily basis, stun when you talk, but even not, especially when it comes, when it comes to Shidduchim. So, there are many, many situations of information that do, do, do not need to be said. No one needs to know about those things, right? Now, for example, uh, just to say example, someone asks you about a shop. Oh, should I go shop? You know, should, should I go shop there? Ooh, that's really expensive over there. You get a cheaper deal than the other one. Are you, are you allowed to say that? Are you actually allowed to say that maybe he's only more expensive because his overheads are more? He's just got more expenses. He's not actually charging anyone wrongly for what he's doing. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe you're stopping the panasa coming from him. You have to know it's a TLS. You have to know a lot of different situations. And that's very, very important. But if somebody asks you for advice, you have to try to the best of your ability to try and give him good advice. And there are two mitzvahs that you can actually fulfill over here. The first mitzvah, is a positive implementation of Lifni Ivalo Sitter Mikshal. What does Lifni Ivalo Sitter Mikshal mean? That means, in a literal sense, don't don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. And as if you if you if you can help someone, if you can advise them in the right way, and you don't do that, or of course, if you advise them in the wrong way, Lifni Ivalo Sitter Mikshal is allowed in the Torah. You're not allowed to do that. You're misleading a blind person. Blind meaning he doesn't know how to walk. He doesn't know how to go. He doesn't know which direction. And you're taking him in the wrong direction. That's really bad. If you say the guy is X when he's really Y, you're in big trouble. Because you could be causing a marriage to take place that shouldn't, or the other way around. What you could be saying is something that really should not, uh, should not, uh, should, you know, should not be said, and therefore they're going to break up when really they belong to be together. And not only that, just like you would want someone to say the correct and, uh, you know, accurate information about you, than you have to say about other people. So one of the first things, let me give you just a suggestion. I've got many, many, many phone calls over the years about Shaduchim, and I found this to be the most important question. I don't like it when someone says, give me like a general picture of the guy. I don't like that, because that means I'm going to be offering information, which they don't really need to know, and there's no point in doing that. So what I will tell them is like this. Give me a direct, very precise question, and I'll answer it. Right, in other words, tell them a general idea. Just to give you an idea, you know, if someone says to you, are they from? What on earth does that mean? What do you mean, are they from? You know, everyone's got a different definition of what from means. You know, I remember dealing with a, a situation recently with someone who's going on Shidduchim, and they were asking a certain Sneers question, you know, about, about a certain situation on Sneers, without going into the details, you know, and, you know, to some people that was Sneers, and to others, it was not sneers. So it, it's very much, you know, dependent on who you're talking to, who you're talking about, who you are, what you may consider to be sneers, maybe they don't. So you're going to say, oh, wow, you know, not so sneers. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh, fine, let's drop this one. Which for you, maybe because you're a total Amaret, don't think it's sneers, but really it is. You know, there could be so many miscommunications over here. And that's a real shame to know that you've lost out on the situation on helping someone that you could definitely help. So it's very, very important. Now, when it comes to negative information, now this is a very tough one. Like, for example, if you know someone has a real issue, and a real issue means something that probably is defined that everyone in the world would be makbidon. Let's say, let's take a real hard extreme, someone who's on antidepressants. Right, you happen to know for a fact he's on antidepressants, he's totally depressed, without the antidepressant pills, He's a depressed human being. So you absolutely, you absolutely have to mention that because I think everyone in the world will be mapping on that. 
But something small doesn't have to be mentioned straight away. Right, if there's some, let's say they've got, I don't know, let's take a small little tiny thing, I don't know, they have, they have uh, eczema. Right, they have eczema, they have patches on their body, they have dry skin, they need to put cream on it every so often. Not the worst thing in the world. That's not, I don't think you have to, inf- you, know, you know, give out that information, even though it should come out maybe eventually, just so there should be no surprises, but it's not something that you have to, you know, voluntarily tell everyone, because there's no tachlis for that. You know, and there's another thing as well. If you know clearly the shidduch is just not nageya, then it's not Kadai for you to say information that you don't need to say, right? I'll give an example. I got a phone call recently from someone about a divorced woman of whom I was very, very heavily involved when they were married, when the couple, who now are divorced, but the couple were married, I was heavily involved in the uh, marriage uh, counselling, sending them to marriage counselling, dealing with all the backwards and forwards that went there, and they eventually got divorced, it didn't work, and now a potential father of a chassan, who was also previously divorced, called me up with, what's the information? Give me the nitty-gritty details of why did they get divorced, because if I want my son to go out with this girl who was previously divorced, I need to know why. Now, I didn't feel... That, they, that he needed to know that, because it was none of his business, and it wasn't anything that was negated to his son. It was nothing. As I said, they had, they had to get divorced because it just didn't work. Yeah, but what was the details? Like, what? It's not negated to you. It's not negated to you. So if you know information about a girl, or a boy, or anyone for that matter, information that, you know, maybe isn't the best information, not necessarily do you have to say the information. Perhaps you could say, I think it's a bad shidduch. I don't think it's going to work. I, I know the guy really, really well. And who you're suggesting, Posh, like, not... Now, just take an extreme example, just, you know, for the step of uh, clarification. Just imagine if, you know, they call you up with a, a girl, um, and they say, I've got a question for your roommate. Uh, I've got a girl over here who wants a boy to be learning, you know, between five and ten years in Koilo, um, and then go on to be a Magid Sheh, and uh, become the God of Lado. Uh, so, do you think that your roommate would pretty much fit that... Uh, would he fit that sort of description? And you're thinking, whoa, <laughs> uh, no. Right, now, you don't have to say all the details because I saw him on a Thursday night. No, no, you don't need to say it. There's no necessity for that. You could just say it's not again, right? It's not again. There's no reason to provide information which is potentially negative, and especially if they don't need to know. If they do need to know, and for example, right, and again, I'm just giving examples over here based on clarification. Let's say you know you had a roommate, or you had a friend, or anyone, that's uh, got a major anger problem. Right? I had a time like this. Ooh, wow. Major. But I, I'm not talking about a little bit of anger. I'm talking serious anger, needing serious help, right, which he went for. But uh, until I knew it was sorted, I, I didn't want to answer shidduch information. Because unless I know that it was... I'm, I'm not going to put someone... You know, again, it's your responsibility. If they're calling you, either you could say, I don't know the guy, which, by the way, normally means that, you know... You do know him, but you don't want to say information, so you have to be very specific. You could say, I don't know him, you know. This guy was always in the base measures. I was in my bed, so like, well, how do I know the guy? But, you know, or the other way around. But it could be any situation, but you've got, it's very, very important to be accurate and not to offer information. Highly negative facts, right? If you know 100% something that the other party will reject the shidduch, then it's better not to say what it is and just convince the, the other side that, no, it's, it, it's Prussian, not Nagaya. If you're not going to be able to derail the shidduch without being specific, and you know 100% that what you're saying is 100% true, then you have to reveal it. People think they're being clever. I once had to deliver a get for such a situation like this, where um, they were married for maybe a week, 
maybe a week and a half, I don't even remember, and after they got divorced, the mother of the Hassan was told by all the neighbors, oh yeah, we knew about that. And then she was like, well, why don't you tell me? Well, we figured it was too late. They were basically going to get engaged. And once they were engaged, it was too late. Like, well, are you serious? You know what damage you can do? So it's a very, very big achrayis mitzad de shinuch, but it's also big achrayis mitzad halacha. People don't realize, people have this idea that, oh, when it comes to shidduchim, you can say whatever you want. Why? Lotayalas. Oh, everything lotayalas is a constructive purpose. Anything lotayalas is muta, right? It's not true. Yes, there is something to that. If it's lotayalas, you're allowed. For example, you want to go and get a business partner, right? So, you want someone who offered you uh, to be a partnership with you, to open up a shop together, to do a business adventure, whatever, investment, something, whatever. So, you're not sure what, what should you do. So, you do some information to find out whether or not this guy is legit. Is he real? Is he fake? Is he, you know, is he a gangster? What's the matzav? So it's 100% lutayelas. Does that mean he's allowed to tell you whatever he wants? No, he tells you what's nergea without exaggerating. He has to know all the information firsthand. He can't do it with spite to get the guy back. You know, all these conditions. And you guys have to know the same thing. When you are going to be speaking about Shaduchim, you've got to be careful not to exaggerate one syllable. And by the way, I'm about to tell you something very important. The tone of your voice can change anything. The tone of your voice can be completely, you know, revealing. Completely revealing. And they'll be like, aha, I get that, you know. And you've got to be careful with small things. For example, you say the word, he's quite a quiet guy. He's like really quiet. Now, what does that mean? To some people, that means he never talks. To somebody, it means he's not the man of the party. Everyone's got a different, you know, definition of what that means. Now, it's important to define it. Because, again, if you're going to be putting off the shidduch or putting on the shidduch, based on what you're saying, it's very, very important. But, yes, if you know information that is clearly lutay elas, and you know it firsthand, then there's absolutely every reason that a person should say it. In fact, the Chofetz Chaim, in the Bemaim Chaim, Hilchus Rechilis discusses, and he actually distinguishes with someone who's ill and someone who's weak. The former is information that you have to reveal, and the latter is information that there's no reason to reveal. The guy's a little bit weak, so what? He's not ill. There's no reason whatsoever. Again, it all depends on the situation. It's very, very important to understand. And another thing which is also very, very important is, and this, by the way, again, everything I'm saying now, by the way, you'll be like, oh, only when I get a shiddah call. It applies the entire lifetime, every day of your life. Because everything I'm saying now is Lashon Hara. And I believe every time you open up your mouth is going to be the Indian of Lashon Hara, as is going to be discussed by Ezer Hashem in about an, an, uh, just in about half an hour time when we discuss the Pirkei Yovis thing. But the other thing you have to remember is also being Makabal. Being Makabal. In other words, there's no, you don't have to be, you're not allowed to be Makabal Lashon Hara. That means even if you're finding out information for yourself, for your sister, for someone else, for your cousin, or someone similar to that, you can't just accept the information as true. So even if they give you the information, you cannot accept it. You're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to accept in your mind, oh, wow, that guy's quiet, that guy's angry, that guy's got that negative trait. You're never allowed to accept it. It's of Kabbalah Hora. There's a halacha in Shemir Salah which applies all throughout the day, that maybe, yes, you are allowed to say the Lashon Hara, and sometimes you're even allowed to listen to the Lashon Hara, when there's a T.L.S., when there's a constructive purpose to it. But to accept it is always Asa. It always, always, always. You're allowed to be choshish for it, you're allowed to act upon it, all these sorts of things. But to actually do it in a way 
where you accept it as the absolute truth, that is no question that is considered to be us. I'll tell you a Mordecai tell you a Mordecai that, you know, Shlomo Zalman Orbach was, was Mamish, God Lador of Shlomo Zalman, right? I was Zorcha Baruch Hashem to sit many, 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 many hours with his son of Israel Shlita. And, uh, he told me so many things and his unhuggers and it was unbelievable. Shlomo Zalman was a Yid that was Mamish, I mean, apart from knowing Kola Torekula, but his Midas, his Midas, his sensitivity to others was absolutely incredible. In fact, um, there was once a Misa that somebody came, uh, someone came to Rabbi Zalman, uh, to ask about a certain Bacha in the yeshiva. And uh, Rabbi Zalman was with, together with his wife and his sister. And his sister was the one that asked about a certain Bacha in the yeshiva that was being considered for a certain Bacha, whatever. Rabbi Zalman said, nice guy, fine young man, very, very nice. Um, after a few minutes, so, uh, his sister, the, the sister left and said, okay, I'm going to visit somebody else, whatever it is. And when she left the place where she was visiting, all of a sudden, Shlomo Zalman's there. He's like, whoa, Shlomo Zalman, what, what are you doing here? He said, well, I heard that you were going there and I had to come here because, you know, I had to tell you about certain things about the boy that I think is just like, I think you have to know. He said, but why didn't you tell me that before? He said, well, because, you know, my wife was there and there was no constructive purpose with her hearing that. And that's a very, very important thing you have to remember. Yes, you may get a phone call about a shidduch. Yes, you may you know, have certain things that you want to say. But think very carefully before you speak. It's extremely important for a person to remember that, number one, we're dealing with Dino Nefoshis. People's lives are at stake. They can either get together or they can become apart. Meaning either the shidduch will work or it won't work, perhaps based on what you're saying. And that could change a lot of things. And that could change a tremendous amount in people's lives. You've got to be so careful that everything you say, you, that's why I say, you always ask for specific questions. Don't answer a general thing. Yeah, tell me about this, about Shloimi. Well, Shloimi is, you know, start, you start listing up all the stuff that they were like, oh, really? We didn't expect that. Rather, what you do is you ask for specific questions and you say, give me specific questions. Okay. Is he a guy that likes learning? You know, that's not a specific question. That's a very random question. What does that mean, like learning? You know, what is the definition of liking learning? Is he religious? Is he from? Again, what does that mean? You've got to give me specifics. And be very clear, clear in your answer. Be very careful not to reveal any negative traits that you feel don't need to be revealed at that time, unless it's something that you spoke about. Uh, different examples that are for sure bad. And make sure and important not only to be, you know, to be careful of the mitzvah and the halachas of Lashon Hor, but also to be sensitive about someone else's feelings as well. Because as we mentioned, these are dinin and foshos, these are important things. And Be'ezah the most important thing is the Rebun Shem Shikivas Ulsiyata Dishmaya to answer these questions in the correct way that will be able to help people in the correct way, Be'ezah Hashem.